Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus. I'm with Kaonda. We are deep into the postseason. He is postseason. K, how are you, Kaonda? Cyrus, I'm great. I'm great. Like the games are so exciting. I mean, wow. Eish. And, and you know, ah, Cyrus, I'm so overwhelmed with the amount of basketball I've got at my disposal right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dub is at a is is getting exciting early on. There's so even good sideline drama already. Mm-hmm. And then the BAL is about to tip yeah. off this weekend. Yeah. Cyrus, the BAL finals. Can you sleep on my behalf and then like? What's up, Unfortunately, we, we cannot share that kind of stuff. Damn. But let's stop with the nonsense and get into the action. <laughs> uh, so everybody listening, um, this episode, we're going to be talking about the conference finals. We'll talk about the game ones with the Heat and Warriors having won those game ones at home. They are the highest seeds in those in those conference matchups. And then we'll also talk about the all-NBA uh, rookie teams as well. Interesting drama with that. Um, some people talking about snubs, but really interesting accolades for for some of the youngsters who are who acknowledged for all of the things that they've done. Uh, but please make sure you interact with us on our social media handles at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram. It's also at Post Up Zone on Facebook. You can you, and you can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. We'd like to thank our partners, Supersport.com, Bet Coza, and the Pod House for bringing us all of this joyous goodness that the Post Up Podcast is. And we're going to get straight into it. Kaunda, um, you know, I, we've been talking about this, the, you know, this postseason glowingly and rightly so, because every single one of the rounds has produced some excellent basketball, some intense drama, game sevens. Um, we've had it all. And perhaps where we have to start before we go into the conference finals is just to acknowledge the results that got us to this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you had game seven between the Bucks and the Celtics, which was... Um, it was an incredible performance from the Celtics, um, also hugely troubling from the Bucks side of things because of the way things went down. Yeah. But then you also had the Warriors taking on, uh, sorry, the Mavs taking on the Suns, which was the sh- most shocking of blowout performances I think we've ever seen in a playoffs before. Uh, let's start with Game 7, Celtics, Bucks. What are your thoughts uh, and takeaways from that? Oh, man. Uh, we're talking Celtics-Bucks. Yeah. Cyrus, it, it, to me, it looked like uh, the Bucks took their foot off the pedal. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then the the Celtics caught them napping. This is the Emeo Doka Celtics, Cyrus. Mm-hmm. They're about that defense. They they, yeah. they they bring it all. And they were not scared of the reigning champions. They were like, we can take you on. What's what's interesting about that though, and 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 I agree with you. I think this Udoka Celtics is very different to the Brad Stevens Celtics mm-hmm. and the season, uh, you know, the, some of the Celtics before that. What's they 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 hang tough, even when they get behind, because even in that game seven, they were down by like 10, 12 points at some yep. point in the first half. But they don't ever you know drop their heads; they just keep going. I think the Bucks got a lot of their tactics wrong. They let Grant Williams become uh, Reggie Miller for some reason, <laughs> and, and he was going off. I mean, it was ridiculous. And you know, as the game wore on, you realized they just had no answer for what was happening. Every time the Celtics hit a three, the Bucks tried one and missed. And and you just can't play catch up when you when you don't have the the arsenal at your disposal. Um, Giannis looked really really exhausted, and, and rightly so because of how much he's had to pull this team through this series, not just in the playoffs, but this series in particular because they were playing against some really hard defenses. Um, and, and you know, just having to do what he does on both ends of the court, uh-huh. it's going to wear a person out. Drew Holiday didn't quite pitch up the way we needed him to. And I say we, I mean the Bucks. Um, and I think 
it's it's just one of those congratulations to the Celtics who haven't made it to the conference finals. They've done incredibly in Udoka's first season as a head coach. Absolutely now. And we've seen the emergence of one Jason Tatum, uh, but we'll get into that when we go into the conference finals stuff. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at the Suns versus um, the Mavericks. And I mean, that blowout, neither of us saw that coming. No, Cyrus. I mean... I, I don't think even a man with a crystal ball would have seen that coming. I I was so ready to see the Suns make another appearance yeah. in the finals. I yeah. mean, if you look at my brackets. We, I, we pretty much rubber stamped it. Yep. I, I was like, it's Suns, it, it's Suns Bucks again. So yeah. we've already spoken about the Bucks uh, being defeated by the Celtics. But when Luka Doncic said, let me show you what Eurobasket is about. Mm-hmm. Cyrus, I couldn't believe my eyes. It, I was, mean, I, it was nuts. He was just, he was going off. And I, and I think, you know, I always call him a superstar. And yeah. I think he has proved no, beyond without, a shadow without, of doubt. Without, without like, that, yeah. This guy, this young guy is a superstar so early in his career. And um, look, big shout out to, to, to Chris Paul and Devin Booker and, and DeAndre Ayton and them. But I, I, I think they, they just lost focus. Mm. They, they could have stopped the Mavs, but... In a way, uh, they they couldn't adapt to what they shouldn't have been beaten up like that. Yeah, they they couldn't adapt to what Luca brought to the floor. You know, it's like why? But they had twenty seven points, and Luca had the exact same number at halftime. Mm. Like one player had the exact same number of points as you did as a team. It was and, that, and that's ludicrous. telling, Cyrus. That's telling. ludicrous. And I mean, look, there's been a lot spoken about Chris Paul, how bad he is. I mean, Patrick Beverly went on all sorts of news. Um, channels in the US. I disliked that completely. Cyrus, Pat uh, Bev is an angry neighbor who keeps saying, get off my grass. Yeah, get off my lawn. He'd be like, what? You, that's not a lawn. You haven't even planted grass. Because but anyway. you, you heard his rantings that know him and, and, and CP3 went to a LeBron camp back in the days and then he, he, he outplayed Chris Paul so he doesn't understand why people shower all this praise on yeah. Chris Paul. That's kind of like, you go to school with a guy, right? Mm-hmm. You think, look, I'm as good looking as that guy, but why do the girls like him more? You know, that, that, that's Maybe what I'm picking up. Because he doesn't smell like poop. But anyway, <laughs> you know, and, and I think Ooh. this is the other thing, is that I'm not saying Patrick Beverly smells. I'm just saying how he talks about this kind of stuff really comes across as, as jealous. And, and No, it is jealousy. And, and it's not cool. There's no other way you can put it. But down. anyway, Pat Bev aside, I mean, you know, he's been a friend of the Post Up uh, Post Up Zone website before. Yeah. Uh, so uh, shout out to him, but uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of this. Um now, obviously, the Suns are gone. The Bucks are gone. I think in some ways they were, well, not some ways, in many ways they were the favorites. Yep. Um, now you've got the sort of sneaky favorites in here in the, in the Warriors. Let's start in the Eastern Conference, though, and we'll go with the Miami Heat, Miami Heat taking on the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, this seemed a really interesting and, and in some ways um, equal matchup because of the way the teams play. But I don't know if that's necessarily true because for a lot of people, the Celtics had the better talent. Yep. Right? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, to a certain extent, Marcus Smart. And those three as a triumvirate potentially outweigh most of what the Heat can bring with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and potentially Kyle Lowry. But then Lowry's been injured. And then, you know, the sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero, was potentially the sort of the fourth piece in that. But then you look at it from a squad depth perspective and you're not necessarily getting as much out of Grant Williams as you would, let's say, uh, Gabe Vincent, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. So what did you think about that first game? Because Miami, I mean, obviously they were the higher seed. Um, they finished as the number one seed in the East. 
they get home court in this series. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on what ha- what happened in game one? Don't judge me. I'm going because to I'm go gonna for sneak it. this guy into the conversation like I usually do. Tell me you're not gonna talk about LeBron James. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. This series reminds me. Oh my goodness. This series reminds me of the LeBron James and Dwayne Wade led Heat yep. against Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. Do you remember? Uh-huh. You remember those years? The the yep. early to mid zeros. This reminds me of that time because okay. because you 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 got that rivalry has re-emerged, Cyrus, yeah. from back then when Paul Pierce hated LeBron's guts. He probably still does because he showed him up so many times. And now yeah. I'm seeing Jimmy Butler being LeBron James and I'm seeing Jason Tatum being Paul Pierce. And and, and it's starting all over again. And I'm loving it because, first of okay. all, okay. The, the, the Heat are motivated and they're in South Beach. Yeah. So they've got, the, they've got home court, they've got their fans by their side. And, and, and I think Jimmy is really... He's leading this squad nicely. Yeah. And, I, you know, Bam Adebayo has impressed me the whole of this season. Yeah, um, he's been super, super There's good. a reason why Tyler Hero is a is, six-man is six yeah. of the year. I, 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 PJ Tucker has been great on the yep. defensive side. He he went out limping uh, in that game one. Yeah. So we, we hope he comes back. I, I would love to see Kyle Lowry on the floor yeah. because, because they, they need as much as they can bring to that party yeah. because these Boston Celtics are so like I said mm. this is Ime Udoka's Boston Celtics defensively it's, it's minded. not your dad's Boston Celtics not anymore <laughs> <laughs> because you, you know my dad is my, my dad is uh, 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 Doc Rivers but uh, <laughs> although he did win a chip with him yeah um, Cyrus the, 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 these Boston Celtics are motivated and they, they want it yeah. I can see no, it in their the, eyes. The Cyrus. hunger is there. The hunger is there. They want it. So Miami can't afford any off days during the series. Mm. I know they 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 have they can't sweep the Celtics. It's it's uh, almost virtually impossible in my head that they'll sweep them. Yeah, but they 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 can't afford to have any off days because the Celtics would take this. Look, I think th- I I agree because with you on a lot deeper. of this. If you, if you look at the, the, their bench, the, the Celtics are deeper than what the Miami Heat are. I, right? I don't know if I agree with that because I think mm. they, I think the Heat have got potentially more that they can call on. Right? I mean, so let's say you're the Celtics, you've got Derek White, who's pretty good. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, Robert Williams is pretty good as well. Grant mm-hmm. Williams showed that he can shoot the lights out. Yep. But then I look at the you know the way some of these guys have played for for Miami. Max Struess came out of nowhere. Summer League, he was lighting it up. Now he's here starting in the conference finals. Uh-huh. Gabe Vincent has been an able um, replacement to Kyle Lowry um, as a starting point guard within this. And I mean, Struess is starting. Then you've got obviously Hero on the bench. You've got Dwayne Dedman who can, you know, give you some 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 minutes. Caleb Martin's proved to be pretty good this season as well. And then one of our own Nigerian-American, Victor Oladipo. 2017 Africa Game MVP. You know what I'm saying. If you will. You know, they've got some guys who can actually contribute. Uh, Markeith Morris hasn't played. Duncan Robinson didn't play. So, you know, you've got those guys. And Morris has had his issues because of the whiplash from the Jokic thing. Yeah. Man, he's gone through it. Should never have started that fight with Jokic to begin with. But, um, you know, does he he need to pay like this? Anyway, um, I think that the Heat have got answers for most of the things that that Boston can can provide. But interestingly, right? And I'll mm-hmm. say this, as much as we talk about the benches, as much as we talk about the starting players, mm-hmm. the key difference here might be the coaching staff. Okay. That you then have Ime Odoka as his fir- in his first season as a head coach, uh-huh. going up against one of the best coaches um in in the NBA. 
not just this season, previous seasons, but mm-hmm. potentially in all time. Yeah. Um, on, on, on the heat bench. And you just look at that stuff and you think, man, I mean, there are matchups everywhere. Yeah. Look, Cyrus, like, I won't call it yet. I, I, I'll wait until the end of game two before I, I, I call this one. Mm-hmm. Because you might say that, you know, coaching, uh, you know, rookie coach, but this Eric kind of Spolstra stuff. Eric is that guy. But, 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 but once upon a time, Ty Lu mm-hmm. took on Steve Kerr and won. Yeah, look, it, it, it happens, Cyrus. It, it does. Happens, it Cyrus. does. I'm, I'm not. Even, I'm not even going it, to. It, I'm it, not it, gonna, it all I'm depends not gonna, on how to, to fight on that. Yeah, he may really motivates these boys, and 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 and, and you know wh- what really happens in the locker room, on the floor. But <sighs> but Ty Lue, and and there's a reason why everyone I, 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 said but I was going go to go to Spelstra and say, but Spelstra's got some rings though. <laughs> Interestingly, as you bring up Ty Lue and Eric Spolstra, LeBron James is, is is the connective tissue here. See, I'm the one bring up LeBron James, right? Because um, you know. Yeah, look, and it has to be said, one of the greatest of all time. I never say the greatest. I say one of the greatest of all time. Um, the thing about LeBron was that he was able to will a lot of teams to, to re- results that they hadn't managed to get for years. Yeah. But also... Because of the way he worked with his coaches and the trust that they had both in him and him uh, and and his trust in them, mm-hmm. they're able to to really lift the franchises. And I don't know if there is a LeBron James type in in um, in in Miami. I think what Jimmy Butler and I liked your sort of comparison of him. See, J- Jimmy is like LeBron Light. Yeah, he, he's he he plays really hard. Yep. He doesn't really. He's not used to dominating games. But he has taken to dominating a couple of games in the in the various series. Yeah. You saw him score big against the Celtics in one of the losses, though. Mm. But then in this particular game against the Celt, uh, sorry, against the Sixers, but then in this game against the the Celtics, the Celtics yeah. he drops forty one points. And I mean, it was crazy when you look at it. Okay, fine. People are talking about yeah, he had eighteen free throws, but he earned those. Um, and he, and Cyrus, he, he was it, seven it, of eighteen. It doesn't matter where your points come from. Oh, as, I'm, long, I'm as, with as long as you get them. I mean, as a big LeBron James fan, you've seen sometimes what happens to LeBron in crunch time when he gets free throws. Yeah, right? yeah. And he totally bricks them. Look, so people who said, no, but you had free throws, but I had you to still make have them. To shoot them. Yeah, exactly. It's like getting a penalty in football. Yeah. You know, if, 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 you, if you score it, then yeah, oh man, it was just a penalty. But if you miss it, like, how'd you miss a penalty? You know? you know, it's always one of those things. And free throws can be the make or break thing, especially in close games. Ask James Harden. Oh, man. <laughs> but he. He's, he's he hit, used to he's be the king. Throws like a mofo. He used to be the king of free throws. But but this particular win for for the Miami Heat will be really big for them. Yeah, from a confidence perspective. Absolutely, I really right. like this team, and I think what's what's great about the way the Heat operate is that they they really are a team. They've got a star player in Jimmy Butler, who you've elevated to superstar. I think he's. No, Just I said I, I said at the end of the end of the end of the postseason. Yeah, no, yeah. Let's wait first. Okay. Yeah. Look, I think we're still holding it close to our chest. I mean, it's weird because <laughs> everybody like he's a superstar. Why can't you admit it? And then we're like, well, we've seen the other games he's played. But I think the thing about this Heat team and and Heat culture as a whole mm-hmm. is that in a way, Celtics is kind of like Heat culture. 
They seem to be working really hard for each other now, which is the thing you see on the heat. They play hard. They want to try and take it to teams, show them what they're made of. And then, yep. you know, and, that, and that's on both ends of the court. And they've also got guys who've got chips on their shoulders. You know, Jimmy Butler was basically born with one. Bam yep. Adebayo has developed one. Um, and Kyle Lowry was one of those in, in, in Toronto, always, always underrated yep. till he won that championship with Absolutely. the Raptors. Um, so, you know, it could be, you know, the same could be said for PJ Tucker or any one of these guys, Max Struess, Tyler Hero, who has counted on you to be that guy, even Victor Oladipo, where they bring, bring him in, they say, people counted you out, Vic. Yep. They thought you were washed. But, but here you are. You can, you can show them. Look, Cyrus, actually, I, I agree with you greatly in the fact that the cultures of these teams are very similar. Mm. And I think this, for me, is what makes it the more exciting matchup of the two. Okay. Because I see the one, we'll talk about it later, is lopsided. But this one is more evenly matched. Yeah. And, it and, feels and, that way, yeah. And, and like, the way you said, you know, Spolstra, he, he builds that team culture. Mm. Same thing. If you look at even when they had LeBron, Bosch, and, and Wade. Yeah. But still the other pieces... Where we're included. Uh, Even uh, when Ray Allen came in. Udonis Haslam, who's still there. That's my main man. Mm -hmm. I wish I was UD. Cyrus, I wish I was a best-paid cheerleader. Bruh, with, with, with a sneaker deal in China, uh, I'm cheerleading and being yeah. that locker room guy. I've got my gray hair. You know, because I've already got that Udonis yeah, you Haslam could gray be. hair. You could be. I, Spolstra, please. Holla at your boy. I am loud. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Doesn't but know you, when but, to but, quit. But you know what I mean? Back to the topic, Cyrus. If you look at the Boston Celtics, again, you've got, you got Jalen Brown. Yeah. You, 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 you've got, you, you got uh, Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. And let's say Marcus Smart as yeah, well as, yeah. as that, that third piece. And, you know, uh, I don't know where this Al Horford was hiding, but I'm glad he came to the party. Yeah. And then you've got those pieces around them, the younger pieces, the guys who are also very energetic. And, and you look at that team play. And, and, and if I take it back to, to, to their Nets, uh, uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, matchup, yeah. the swarming, I, that's when I started seeing it, that these guys will shut down a KD, will yeah. shut down a Kyrie. I like where this is going. And mm. boom, they, 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 they swept the Nets, Cyrus. And I think that energy has continued all the way up to the yeah, conference finals, I mean, which I'm the loving. Bucks. Beating the Bucks took a heck of a lot of an effort, and Bruh. and that game six in particular mm. just showed me the the heart of this team, where they they really are not afraid, and they've got full confidence in their abilities, and you've got to respect that, and, and I like the Celtics too. I'm a big fan of Jason Tatum. Look, fearlessness, Cyrus, I think plays a big part in winning championships. Let me take it back to 2015. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the Warriors were like, "Damn, this is LeBron James." But then yeah. they were like, but we're the Warriors. And they beat the, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron, okay, Kyrie and yeah, Kevin, Kyrie Love, and Kevin Love, Love get injured. injured yeah. But still, you've got to beat LeBron yeah. and whoever he comes with, right? Mm -hmm. And because, that's him at his peak of yeah, his power. That, that, was, that was peak LeBron. Just, well, peak LeBron, I'd say, was in Miami. But still, he, he, was, he was still that, you know, yeah. fresh post-Miami LeBron. And then the Warriors were like, we might be young and people might think we're pretty inexperienced. But we're the Warriors. And boom, they beat them. And, yep. and, and I think this is the kind of energy I feel coming from the Boston Celtics. Yeah. You know, we've always been those young guys. We had our issues with Kyrie. Then there was the Isaiah Thomas era. Yeah. Then there was this, this, and this. And we're just these youngsters. And yeah, Jason Tatum is a youngster. And Jalen Brown is a Should youngster. Should we split them up? And, and you know, do we have a center? All of that stuff is out the window now. And now it's like, yeah, here we come. Yeah. Because Cyrus, even if... They don't win the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. 
I'll give them enough respect. No, look, enough respect. If anything, the narrative around the Boston Celtics has changed completely, and and people are looking at this team and saying, okay, they're not a laughing stock. They're not a team that needs to be broken up in mm-hmm. entirely. There's there's pieces that can be worked with here. There there is so much upside in terms of what can happen yeah, around absolutely. Tatum, around getting Brown better, mm. um, even the way that Marcus Smart has evolved his game and is playing a lot better than than he has in the past. Imo Udoka has done a really great job. And if he's able to get a few more pieces that could really elevate this t- entire team, then I think they could be a real force to be reckoned with. And, you know, the craziness of, of everything in the NBA is, you know, people talked about centers. DeAndre Ayton could be leaving the Suns. You know, maybe there's a package or, 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 so, or something. Say yeah, it you know, ain't hey, so. hey, Look, the writing seems to be on the wall. So, you know, a team like the Celtics could look at that and say, hmm, if we've got the cap space and we've got the ability to, we've got to maybe try and make a play. So let's see how that goes. But I think this series has been pretty, pretty good. Um, I'm going to ask you, but I'll ask you this after we've done the the, the chat about um, the Warriors and the Mavs. Straight I'm, up. I'm going to ask you who you think will win this series. Um, let's move over to, to Golden State versus Dallas. Um, that first game, game one, was nightmarish for Lucas supporters and for, for Mavs fans. Whereas you had the Warriors looking at this saying, why did you even think that we would stumble in game one? There's an interesting point here to be made, though, about both of these games, game ones. And that is that the team that played in the game seven in the round before lost game one. So are you going to say tired legs? Potentially tired minds? No. Maybe on the east, Cyrus, not on the west. Okay. Because okay. I, 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 I ask you two simple questions. Go for it. Name me three superstars in the Golden State Warriors. Uh, oh, gosh. I can name two. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, right? Name me three superstars yeah. on the map. Look, and, and that's it. You, if, you, if you're looking at a superstar tally, but then it was the same when you had to say in the in the previous round, name me the same number of stars in the Mavs, and you'd be like Luka Doncic. Then mm-hmm. name me superstars on the Phoenix Suns, and you'd be like, Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Devin Booker, and, Devin and Booker. potentially uh, DeAndre Ayton if he's showing up. So he could be like a star player, yeah. not a superstar, uh, right? Uh, but, I'm but, talking but, superstars. But, but they, but they didn't have superstar. that. So you've got two versus one, and two, let's call it two and a half versus one um, in, in, in that matchup. Now, obviously, Doncic is facing a team that has players who've been there before. Because, yeah, because maybe, a, maybe I should have mentioned... Show me championship winning yes. superstars, and, and that's the key here. <laughs> multi, that's the multi key. championship winning superstars. Because here. I think that's what basically carried the the Warriors in every single one of these rounds. Uh-huh. You know I mean, you know, you look at the first round, and it was really a bit of a cakewalk for them. Um, and and I just think, you know, the matchup against the Grizzlies was potentially one of the harder ones because of the way the Grizzlies play. They can go big. They've got big guys yep. on there. Some of their bigs can score, like like can shoot and score, like Jaron Jackson Jr. Absolutely. You got the John Morant of it all, who's just incredible, so so physical, so so impressive as a scorer. Um, and then you got all of the, the the supposed role players around those guys who can shoot. They can shoot threes. They can drive to the hoop. They defend fairly well. So the Warriors really had a tough time because they're also aging. There's no question. Yeah. Now. Um, they've beaten those teams um, because who did they beat in the first round? It was the Timberwolves, right? Yep. And and they make they made light work of them. Sorry, I say the Timberwolves. It was the the Denver Nuggets. Sorry, the Timberwolves yeah. were beaten by the the, the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, so the, the Denver Nuggets uh, and and the Warriors just 
you know, they were like, oh, Jokic, he's MVP. That's nice. And then they just carried on their work. Then they go to the Memphis Grizzlies and they're like, oh, you guys are young upstarts. Number two seed in the West. Incredible performances. Nice rising stars. Ja Morant, most improved player. That's nice. And then they just move on to the conference finals. And everybody's like, oh, Luka Doncic, he's going to absolutely make mincemeat of these Warriors. And they're like, hmm, we've been here before. We've faced some pretty good teams in the past and we can lean on our experience. Yep. And that's the key difference for me. So when we look at, at the Dallas Mavs beating the, the Phoenix Suns, I mean, why do you think the Mavs were so good against the Suns in Game 7? Because I think the Suns underestimated them. Because if you look at their roster, Cyrus, you're like, okay, we, 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 we've got, uh, you know, we, we, we've got uh, Luka Doncic here. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie is not really having uh, a great postseason. So, you know, we, we can take care of them. And who's Reggie Ballack? Darion Finney-Smith? Oh, come on. Yeah, and, and even Jalen <laughs> Brunson. You know, like, uh, and... They're not really playing Boban. He's he's a non-entity, right? Uh, yeah, I and, mean, and, so and, and and you look, but do you know? I read an interesting stat, sir. Yeah, that our very own Frank Nilikina, yes, <laughs> yes, managed to lock down Devin Booker and, and Chris, Chris Paul, Paul yeah. when he was on the floor. Yeah. So which 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 goes to show you that they even had a secret weapon. Oh, a, a very secret weapon, let's put it that way, because nobody's looking at Frank Nilekina and thinking, man, he's going to lock down CP3 and, and Devin Booker. But he he had a great game in that game, game seven. Yep. And, and I think the Suns were just absolutely blown out of the water. The Mavs came uh, to, to Phoenix and they said, you know what, fearlessness, we have nothing to fear. And, you know, when you look at Jason Kidd's performance as a coach, I mean, they got fined for it. He was basically coaching, like, almost on the court. Yep. You know, shouting at the guys, get back, get back, know your positions, do this, do that. So they, they really are all uh, buying into it. And, and this is the thing about the NBA, and we've said this before. You say it quite often. All of these guys are in the NBA for a reason. Yep. Right? Except for one or two guys. Cyrus, there's a reason but, why you and I don't have official well, yeah. NBA jerseys. Yeah. Because we're not good enough to be there. No, yeah, Each it, and every one of these 300 plus players that owns a jersey with their name on the mm -hmm. back and did not buy Employed it from Foot, Foot Locker or, or, the, or the NBA store yeah. deserve to be there. Yeah. I mean, you, you know there's levels to this, but still. No, exactly. And, and this is the thing. That's why like, when the Bucks were like, okay, we'll let Grant Williams shoot on us, they paid the price, right? There you and, go. And I think that the Suns were facing this Dallas Mavericks team and lost two in a row. Because if you think about it, I mean, you know, they didn't, they, they, they went into game six. I mean, the whole narrative was, okay, we'll close out the, the series now. They couldn't do it because Luka and, and the rest of the, the team were playing at such a high level. And Jalen Brunson has showed this entire postseason, he should not be written off. No, not at all. Um, and and I like him. I really like him as a guard. He's just he's a pit bull, but he's also not a superstar. He's a good player. Um, Doncic really is the superstar. And what the Warriors managed to 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 limit him to in Game One was really impressive because he scored twenty points, mm -hmm. um, but he was six of eighteen from the field, three of ten from three point range, and a lot of his threes were contested. But he's he's used to knocking down contested threes. Um, yeah. that is what he's made his living off. Um, Cyrus, he he spin and back step uh, step back. So you spin into yeah. a step back, and you'd be like, "What?" But and the thing about Doncic is that he plays the game at his pace. Yeah. So you can try and run at him and force them to do stuff, and he's like, "No, 
we're going to play Luka Doncic ball. Yep. You're going to know that it's going to be hard. This is slow poison. I'm going to make sure you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, he did that against the Suns where he absolutely dominated them. It didn't matter who they threw at him defensively. He played at his pace, got what he wanted, and made all the shots that he needed to. Against the Warriors in game one, it wasn't as easy. And the Mavericks will probably look at this and say, okay, fine. We were bad from the field. They shot 36%. They were really bad from three-point range, 22.9%. Will that persist? Potentially not. They do take a lot of three-pointers. So they're the Mm -hmm. kind of team who could really go on, on runs, as the Celtics showed. There's a point where you can just start knocking down threes, and then because they're offered, all of a sudden you're going on this hot streak. But mm-hmm. the Warriors could also do the same because they weren't great from three-point range either. They've struggled from three-point range in, in this particular postseason. So when you look at the, the top scorer in the entire game, he's none other than future finals MVP, Stephen Curry. He's no surprises there. <laughs> but the thing about Steph was that he was 7 of 16 from the field and 3 of 9 from three-point range. 33.3% um, from three. Clay was horrendous. I don't think he scored a point in the first half. Second half, he was really good in terms of the way he attacked the basket. Got 15 points in the end of the game. Was 1 of 4 from 3-point range. I mean, 25%. 7 from 13 from the field. And then you had Andrew Wiggins, who was really, he was sensational. He showed exactly why the Warriors have so much faith in him. Why he was a, a former number one pick. And he's just gotten better and better with this team. They've built confidence in him. Yes, he had 19 points. He was 8 of 17 from the field. 3 of 8 from 3-point from range. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The crazy thing for me, the stat that really stands out, Steph had a double-double. And yeah. he had 21 points with 12 boards. He out-rebounded Draymond Green. Sometimes you got to do that. Draymond has off days. Steph has showed his desire to be in the right place at the right I time. I think Steph has once uh, out-rebounded... Um, Steven Adams, I think. No, 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 no. They, he, he, he now plays for, 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 for the Sacramento Kings was at the Cavs. Oh, yes, Tristan Thompson. In he a did, final yeah, in the series. Finals, yeah, that, was the, that was the narrative where everyone was like, this is why we lost. How is Steph going to out-rebound Tristan Thompson? And the reality is you put the effort in and you should be able to get the reward yeah. out, right? So <laughs> I, I think that's what we're seeing. Um, do you think this Warriors team uh, should be feared? Uh, respected, yes. Feared, not. I, I, I think, like, with, 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 with what I'm seeing from Clay and, and Draymond, they're having on and off days. Mm-hmm. They're not the, you know, when, when I'm talking 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015, now, that Warriors squad yeah. needed to be feared. Yeah, the, definitely. The pieces the that they had KD around them. and then Prime Steph, Prime Clay, Every, Prime Draymond. You know, it yeah. was just crazy. And, and, and they had the big man at that time. And, you know, just, just the pieces were yeah. there. You know, I mean, I think in one of those series, they even had JaVel McGee as the center and, yeah. you know, younger JaVel, you know. And uh, right now, I, and I'm, I'm I'm not saying like I I I I I, I I underrate them, but I just say respect them. Respect, be- be- because not no, necessarily fear. No, not necessarily fear, because where like they were feared before, now they they've got the struggles and ages catching yeah. up. But you must respect them because they've got that experience on most of the Definitely. teams in the in in, in the league. And, and they defend so and, well and they'll as a team. catch you mm. if, if you think you're gonna you can underrate them. They'll catch you. That's why I say not fear. But I definitely respect these no, Warriors, and, and I'm with you, Kay. I mean, I look at an, I look at the box score again, and you know, of this Dallas Mavericks team, only three starters scored in double figures. You had uh, Doncic with 20 as the top scorer for the team. You had Jalen Brunson with 14. 
and you had Reggie Bullock with with 12. Yep. Off the bench, Spencer Dinwiddie with 17. You then look at the Warriors and you see why they had such a massive victory. Seven players in double digits. Yeah. Players. Let's yeah. not even say the starters because the starters were like, yeah. yeah every uh, single one of the starters. <laughs> yeah, they got double, double digits. Kavon Looney, Draymond Green, both had 10 points, 19 points each for um, uh, Andrew Wiggins and for Jordan Poole. You had 10 points from Otto Porter Jr. I mean, these guys were just making sure of getting the points whenever they needed them. Clay Thompson with that 15 points, Steph with the 21 points. You just see that they accumulated points when they needed them, and they blew the the, the, the Mavericks out the water. I mean, what what is the the final scores? He has 112-87. Yep. That's a massive, massive that, that, That's a blowout, I don't a serious think, blowout. I don't think Steph played in the fourth quarter. I think they literally just sat him the whole time and were like, look, Steph, get some rest. I think this thing's done. Yeah, because I, I think by then the Dallas shoulders had dropped. Yeah. And, and you knew they, they were like, uh, we can push as much as we want, but uh, this is a Warriors victory. The, the deficit was way too big. So um, we're getting to that point now, Counter, where I have to ask you. Mm-hmm. So we've seen game one. Is this yeah. a portent of how the series is going to go? Who do you think is taking the series? Cyrus, I never judge a boxing match by the first punch. Yeah. That's true. And I I can't judge these Unless it's Mike Tyson knocking a guy out. Well, those days. Then, then yeah. (laughs) You can definitely judge it then when a guy's like, okay, he's whimpering on the floor. I think it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Those were interesting days, Cyrus. I'm showing my age now, but I kind of miss those days where I could stay up until 3 in the morning. Just to watch like 2 minutes, 30 seconds of a fight. 3 minutes of Mike Tyson just (laughs) dominating this other guy. (laughs) It was craziness. We all felt cheated. We were like, what? What? these guys are supposed to be boxers. The curtain raiser. Why is he calling for his mom? The curtain raisers <laughs> were more entertaining yeah. than Tyson because it was like, one, two, three, boom, gone. he just r- run in there and, and finish the job. But y- this isn't that, though. But anyway, Cyrus, uh, like I said, I can't judge on the first punch. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to wait uh, until the game twos before I start calling this. But if somebody was to push me in a corner, I would say mm-hmm. the final is going to be between the Golden State Warriors and the Miami Heat. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I think I agree with you. Um, I don't... I, you know, it's it's weird because I think we both feel this could go anyway. I think the Warriors versus Mavericks one might feel more like the Warriors yep. have have more pieces available to them to, to close out the series. Uh-huh. Um, because one of the things for me is, you know... Most teams that have had like one, you know, functional superstar haven't really done that much in the last few seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Luka Doncic, there's a heck of a lot on his shoulders, and he seemed to have an issue with his shoulders yesterday um, when um, he was he was rubbing his shoulders as as the game wore on. Um, and you don't need that because Luka gets an injury, and all of a sudden it exposes everything. Cyrus, a Luka injury, and I'll say this with all due respect. It would be like the the Grizzlies losing Ja Morant. It it messes up everything. Yes. It does. Though the Grizzlies have actually performed quite well without Ja, um, they couldn't close out the series, obviously, or or, or get back into it. But I get you there. Um, I think the thing about this is, you know, Luka wasn't there against the Utah Jazz Mm -hmm. and and the Mavericks, you know, leaned on guys like Jalen Brunson. 
I don't think that the uh, the the Warriors will be like, okay, Luca's gone, Jalen Brunson is going to kill us. I I just think they'd be able to to manage that situation better, mm. um, and I think the Warriors have um, the stronger team um, in this particular matchup. So I'm looking at this thinking, yeah, the Warriors should go through. Um, in the East, it's a bit a bit tougher because I can see why people are. are uh, plumping for for the Celtics to say yes, they're the ones who'll go through uh, because of Tatum and and how good he's been, but also the support cost in in Jalen Brown being the Robin to his Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also look at the other guys like Marcus Smart, uh, Grant Williams can uh, prove that he can shoot as well. Yeah, uh, Peyton Pritchard, I'm not really paying too much attention to, not in a Pat Beverly, uh, Patrick Beverly kind of way, but but <laughs> in terms of like, I don't think he'll be as as important. As some of the other Heat players are, whereas Al Horford is also being missed. Whereas the Heat, they'll look at Jimmy Butler, they'll look at Bam Adebayo, and they'll look at Tyler Hero as three players who could potentially lead this team in different parts of the series uh, to do something special. Cyrus, it, it, it's a Heat series. Let's just keep it all the okay. way. Real. Let's okay. just keep it all the way real. I, I think the Heat have done this before. Uh, most of these guys on this They've squad... They've been to the finals before. I mean, Most of these guys on this squad have been to the finals. Yeah, uh, they give were and in, take, in, uh, in the bubble. Victor Oladipo, uh, PJ Tucker here. But uh, mo- most of these guys... Well, Tucker did it with someone else. Well, he did it with, 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 with the with, Bucks. With the Bucks, right? But mm. um, in, in terms of this Heat squad, these are the same guys, give or take a few players here and there, who who who, who were in the bubble and went all the way with the Lakers, you know? So... Yeah. I, I, that's why I'm giving the Heat the benefit of the doubt this time around. Although mm-hmm. the Boston Celtics have been known to surprise, especially oh, these, this, season, this version of the Boston this season, Celtics. You you can't take anything for for granted no. with the Celtics. And and I, I will say this about the Heat, and, and and this is why I like them in this series is that they've got the experience, they've got the doggedness, they've got the ability and capability to win games, and I think they will. Um, there might be, I mean, in essence, I don't know if, if if Jimmy Butler has to score 40 points in order to beat the Celtics in every single one of these games. But I think that they've also got players who could weigh in with a big game at some point. Tyler Hero could go off for 37 or, or 40 mm-hmm. at some point. Um, you know, Bam Adebayo could drop 25, potentially 30 on a team if not guarded properly. Um, so there's there's lots Vic of different could do things. The same. Yeah, Victor Oladipo could could have a big game. I don't see him scoring like a thirty point game, but I mean, if he weighs he, in, he 20 could give points, you twenty five. Yeah. Even it, you know, left to his own devices, Victor I'm, Oladipo I'm is a problem. Sorry. I'm with you, and and I mean, look, obviously he's got his injury struggles and all of that stuff, but mm. he could really be one of those that that gives you. He's he's the like he's called him the secret weapon. Yep. Um. You know, nobody knows how good he can be. Yep. Uh, in any given game. And he could go off, and and much like what happened with the Bucks, they just didn't look at Grant Williams as a threat. I think teams will look at Victor Oladipo and think, okay, maybe we could allow him to maybe get some points. Mm. But he could go off, and twenty or twenty-five from him is really really big. So I think I'm. A, that's why I agree with you in terms of the Heat potentially progressing, and then Heat versus Warriors finals. Um, we'll get we'll get all of our our predictions around who could win the finals later. But in terms of these games, I think those are the way we'd go. Now, just remember, everybody, that you can go to Betcoza and, and you know, put a wager or two down on, on the individual games left in the series, player scoring specific points. You could do the over and under, um, how many points are in the game. Or even as I did the other day, I took a, a little bit of a, a punt on, on uh, finals MVP because there's some good... Some 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 good odds on, on players who I think have a chance. Um, 
we'll talk about finals MVP when we do our um, NBA finals preview. Uh, but in terms of the conference finals, do you have anybody you think you could say could be in line for Eastern Conference uh, finals MVP, the Larry the Bird Larry Trophy? Bird trophy? Uh, straight up, Jimmy Butler. So, so far, I mean, he's obviously the one in the lead after dropping 41 points. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, they never give it to a guy on the losing team. Uh, other than him, uh, if Boston take it, you know, he's got to go to Jason, Jason Tatum. If he's the guy. And it probably would be. So, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, it's all ifs at this point, bud. It's all ifs at this point. There's nothing that is a given. In the words of Little Brother, whatever you say. You know. And then in the Western <laughs> Conference, are we looking at Steph? Stephen Waddell Jr. Curry. <laughs> Waddell Stephen Curry. Yes, Jr. Waddell Stephen Curry Jr. Yeah. Uh, whichever way he wants to line up his name. <laughs> well, Waddell is his first name, so yeah, we go, we'll go there. Listen, his mama called him Steph. Yeah. Call him Steph. <laughs> <laughs> she, she couldn't just be out there screaming at two Waddells. Two Waddells misbehaving <laughs> in the house. <laughs> Waddell, which yeah. one? But look, I, I, I think so. I think this could be the Steph Curry run where he immortalizes himself and finally gets a finals MVP. But we'll talk about it. Like I said, we'll talk about that later. But in terms of Western, Western Conference finals MVP, it's possible he could be the guy if the Warriors get through. And, and, and he'd probably be, he would be the guy that would have to be playing at that level in order to get the Warriors through. Yeah. Whereas and, and if it's the Mavs, you it know. It would have is. to be Luka Doncic, right? Yeah. yeah. And then no. Spencer Dinwiddie just... Cause on yeah. his Nigerian ancestors and something happens. It's and, possible. You know. you know, he was rejected for Team Nigeria uh, because of those lack of ancestors. But hey, look, but um, you can't but take I, away the blood. That no, no I, I, I go with that. Uh, so those are our predictions. And that's what we have to say about the conference finals. Kaunda, let's talk yes. about the all-NBA rookie team, rather, rather the NBA all-rookie teams. Um, we Big have, shout out to Scotty Barnes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Rookie of the Year. Um, so the NBA All-Rookie uh, teams were announced, and um, the first team and second team look incredible, actually. Um, though there are some people talking about snubs, as always. You know, people are like, oh, this guy got snubbed. And then you're like, well, who, who, who should he replace? Oh, that's not on me. <laughs> you know, people are like, yeah, I want you to do something different, but I'm not going to take, uh, take, take the heat on this one. So let's go through the first team and let's go through the second team. So okay. our first team, you've got three players who got maximum first team votes, no second team votes. They were just all first teamers. You've got the rookie of the year and Scotty Barnes from the Toronto Raptors. You've got Cade Cunningham um, from the Detroit Pistons and Evan Mobley from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Those, those are the um, unanimous selections in the uh, NBA All-Rookie team. Can't Joining argue them, with it. And, and no, there's no arguing. Joining them, Franz Wagner from the Orlando Magic. He got 84 first-team votes and 15 second-team votes. And then you had Jalen Green from the Houston Rockets. He had 58 first-team votes and 42 second-team votes. That rounds out your first team. Second team, Herb Jones from the New Orleans Pel uh, Pelicans. He had 32 vo uh, first-team votes, 59 second-team votes. Uh, followed by Josh Giddy from the Oklahoma City Thunder with 24 first-team votes, 74 second-team votes. Bones Highland from the Denver Nuggets. Good on you, Bones. No first-team votes, but 81 second-team votes. Uh, um, you have Ayo Dusunmu from the Chicago Bulls, Nigerian-American. Two first-team votes, 71 second-team votes. And then rounding out the second team, Chris Duarte. Zero first-team votes, 52 second-team votes. Um, what do you think of the teams? 
I think they're, 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 they're perfect. How, how I saw this season go is how I see these votes. I mean, some people might say Josh Goody deserves to be in, in, in the first, in, in team. The first and, team. And that's a, the supposed and, and, snub, Josh Giddy. And I can't really argue with that too much, but much like uh, uh, the conundrum that every coach has, you only have five starters. Yeah. Right? So so if I tell you, Scotty Barnes, it goes without saying, so yeah. was, this was the rookie of the year, right? Cade Cunningham, number one pick. Uh, got some great minutes in Detroit. Looked uh, really, really good. Looks really promising, Cyrus. This is this is a pure talent. Yeah. Eva Mobley, to me, was a shocker. Because at the beginning of the season, I was looking at this skinny guy with the skinny legs. Remember, I even compared them to uh, Manut Ball's legs. I was like, this You know, guy. Kanda, I remember that. Then, uh. then I was like, you know, but even with that frame, this kid is a problem. Yeah, and, and then I think he 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 lived up to it and playing. He just got better and better. He and got better and better, and and uh, you know the Cavs had a decent season. Yeah, you, you know what one would have expected them to perform worse than they did, but they didn't. They, no, they, they, they were they, really they, good. They, they were really good. Now, Franz Wagner and Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Why I think <laughs> they made it into um, the first team. First of all, they're talented youngsters. Yeah. But secondly, they played on teams that were really struggling, that are really bad in, yeah. in each conference. I think these could be the worst teams in each conference, right? And uh, they got some nice minutes, but mm-hmm. they also managed to play well, even on a team that's struggling. It's not just the minutes you get, it's what you do in, in yeah, those minutes. That's true. And I think Wagner and Green prove that. That, you know, like, we might be playing on these struggling teams, which are damn near the bottom of, the, of each conference, but we are talents. You you, I, you can't deny Franz Wagner. You can't deny Jalen Green. No yeah. matter what the Orlando Magic achieved or the Houston Rockets achieved or didn't achieve. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to me, first team, all rookie, I, I agree 110%. Yeah. And and I, I'm in agreement with that because I think the thing for me is that when I look at, at that first team, I can't take any of those guys out and replace them with somebody else. Um, and and to your point, right? Like Josh Giddy was good. Yep. Though interestingly, I mean, the Detroit Pistons were bad, but Cade, Cade Cunningham still showed how good he was. Yep. So you know, I think your point. Yes, they they really had a lot of um, time to shine. He played a lot of minutes. You know, everyone knows they're a bad team, so you're just going to go out and do their thing. Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley on good teams. Mm-hmm. That really showed that they were going for stuff. Herb Jones as well had a really good run with the Pelicans in the postseason. Looked good, um, and Bones Highland had his moments for the Nuggets as well, and also made the the, the postseason along with Ayo Dusunmu. Um, but then when you look at, at at you know like the first teamers, you can see why they were picked. I mean, Wagner was just head and shoulders, and position wise um, was one of the better forwards playing in um, you know as a rookie. Yep. And and Jalen Green was one of the better guards playing um as a rookie this season so it's it it all makes sense um i don't think that there were any snubs really i think josh giddy is just fantastic but he'll get better and maybe he'll use this as fuel um as will a, a few of these other rookies but if people are, are, are banging on the snub drum how come he came one position under herb jones then well this was exactly the other thing that when you when you look at it from a votes perspective yeah. the votes tell the whole story yeah. that you know the guys who get the votes say look I don't know if I want him in my first team as much as I want x or y mm-hmm. um and and not even just that look at the 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 votes that the other guys got you have Giddy getting 24 first team votes versus Jalen Green getting 58 
and and this is the, the the key thing. The votes tell you the whole story. That people who made the votes thought they rated Jalen Green over Josh Giddy this season from what he did and and um, what they saw on court. And I think Giddy will look at this. Uh, he I think he tweeted like a laughing face to be in the second team. And I'm like, man, just accept it. No need for laughing faces. This isn't a game, but <laughs> you got to do. You got grow from here. Show us why we were wrong. Maybe the laughing face is I'm happy. You uh, never know. No, that wasn't it. But okay, um, you know, interestingly, I mean. I don't think these guys would have gotten on because of the way that uh, their teams performed, they performed. But, you know, it would have been nice to see Jonathan Kaminga um, potentially get onto the second team, though he's not going to be getting as many minutes because he's playing on a Golden State Warriors team that is currently in the conference finals. Um, and then Davion Mitchell, nice player. Love to see him do his work when he's doing it well. Um, Jose Alvarado uh, from the New Orleans Pelic- uh, Pelicans. Mm-hmm. He he got two votes um, in in the second team, and even Austin Reeves did. So you know it's interesting to see where people um, they, they give their votes, and they're like, "Yeah, we like this kid. We gotta at least give him one vote." Um, yeah. But the other guys, they all deserve it. Um, so to close out the show, calendar, we also had the NBA draft lottery take place because mm-hmm. uh, the NBA draft is coming up real soon. Like, real, real soon. Like, as in the 23rd of June. Um, 2022. 2022. <laughs> yeah, we've got to give it a, the exact date. You looked stuck there. I no, it was, jump in. I was about to say uh, 23rd of June in the U.S. Because it will be overnight 24th of oh, June 24th in, in, for us. on the African continent. Because, you know, it will be the early hours of the morning for us. And, um, and the Orlando Magic won the draft lottery. And they're going to pick first. Uh, followed by the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, the Houston Rockets are third, Sacramento Kings fourth, Detroit Pistons fifth, Indiana Pacers sixth, uh, Portland Trailblazers seventh. Dame wasn't happy. Oh, well, you know, one of those things. <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers um, gave their pick to the um, the Pelicans. So yep. the Pelicans are going to be selecting eighth, San Antonio Spurs ninth, uh, Washington uh, Wizards tenth, New York Knicks eleventh, uh, the o- Oklahoma City Thunder pick twelfth, They've got two picks in in, in the lottery, um, and you've got the Charlotte Hornets thirteenth and the Cleveland Cavaliers fourteenth. Um, what a what a get for the Orlando Magic! It won't take them to being the Shaq and or uh, and Dwight Howard Orlando Magic overnight, but it, it's great to see them getting that higher pick. and uh, And I think like we just spoke about the likes of. Uh, Franz Wagner. Uh, I mean, they've got Cole Anthony there, who yeah. I think is a great Jaylen young, Suggs. A- energetic player. Suggs, you know, you, you can't overlook Suggs. So, look, you never know. Right? Maybe this is the start of them going back to their glory days where they would play the uh, Chicago Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, look, you know. who knows? I mean, and, and even now, um, you know, consensus is, is really divided around who could actually be the number one pick. A lot of people say Chet Holmgren, the mm. seven-footer. Um, others are saying uh, Jabari Smith Jr. Some people are saying Paolo Banquero. Um, and any one of those players would be great on, on the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Um, I do think that people say, um, when you look at the Magic, they, they love size. The, the guys in the front office love, love, love size. So uh, it looks like Ruby Holmgren. And, um, and he could give them a heck of a lot. Some people say, imagine Rudy Gobert, but w- with a scoring touch. <laughs> and I mean, that's scary. Absolutely. You and know, fair comparison, but scary. No, they're just talking about it from a frame perspective and yeah. also his defensive abilities. He's yeah. a shot blocker. Like Absolutely. He goes out there and he swats shots. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you got that um, and he can space and the, the floor. 
Yeah, and score, I mean, so that's ridiculous. That, absolutely. I mean, that on any team would be good. So, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, let's see where, where the, 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 the magic, or who the magic pick. But as the number one pick, they, they've got the pick of the litter here. They could pick any one of those three guys that I mentioned, and they'd probably be the right pick. Though, I think Holmgren would be the one that they'll see a lot of upside in. Mm. Um, I mean, a seven-footer with, with some handles. Can you, look, I just keep thinking about Rudy Gobert and how his hands basically are just there for waving. Uh, <laughs> because catching the ball and dunking, they happen intermittently. Um, great defensively, though. I, I really yep. I really rate Look, really don't, 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 don't underrate the stifle tower. But look, it'll be exciting to see these new guys come on. And, you know, they're, 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 trees are always welcome, uh, you know, in, in yeah. Florida. You yeah, know. that's true. So, that's true. It's really humid there. Yeah, so they, they grow well. So they'll probably. <laughs> my, my, a palm tree. My, my fear, yeah, my, my fear is that they might go for the palm tree and go, you know, let's, let's yeah. get this big guy and, uh, you know, bring defense. But the fact that he's also got that offensive, you know, touch makes him a, a great, uh, you know, a great uh, pick. Potential selection. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's, what's interesting for me from the Orlando perspective is that you, you also have to look at um, some of the players who then could become uh, surplus to requirements because, you know, Holmgren will fit into their system. You've got Jonathan Isaac who should come back and he's been good defensively mm -hmm. and he'll play the power forward position. I mean, Holmgren will probably play power forward. You've got Mo Bamba Mo there Bamba. who's also, um, he actually had a, uh, improved a lot this past season. Not enough to make them a better team, but but he he definitely it's, did. It's that time in the weight room. Yeah, well, you know. The transformation of it's, Mo Bamba. It, it's happening. It is happening. And then Markel Fultz is still there. People forget that. And he's been working his way back to fitness. He's had his injury issues and stuff. And I'm not saying that I, I, I think Markel Fultz will ever be the, the number one pick we expected him to be. Mm. But when you look at the, the fact that they have talent on this roster, like you mentioned Cole Anthony, you mentioned Jalen Suggs, who underperformed last season by what everybody's expectations, expectations were. Yeah. Uh, Markel Fultz is also there. Uh, Franz Wagner's there. This, this could be the making of something really, really special. But then you look at, like, let's say the Oklahoma City Thunder right below them, picking second, or the Miami, uh, sorry, the, the Houston Rockets picking third, mm -hmm. and any one of those young cores could really be good going forward because Jalen Green, first uh, uh, all-rookie first-teamer, Yep. Um, and then you throw another potential, you know, like either Bankero or, or Jabari Smith there. And you start seeing what the future could look like and how bright it could be. Oklahoma City could have one of the brightest futures in the NBA history because of the amount of picks they have, but also the, the way they've selected and how high their picks have been. We've seen this before. Okay. Uh, KD, Russell Westbrook, Sergi Barker, James Harden. Okay, I'm being facetious here no, because no, no, they, no. they were they not. They went to an a, NBA a, a, finals, didn't they? Pardon? No, they went to a conference finals. So, so the Oklahoma City Thunder didn't play in an NBA finals with KD, um, uh, Russell Westbrook. I mean, I suppose James Harden's never been to 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 an NBA finals. That's before. what I'm saying. They, they 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 went to the conference finals against the your Golden State Warriors, and then that's when Game Six Clay Thompson was born. Game six, <laughs> Clay Thompson. Yes. Now look, that, but I was also going to qualify that because I was being facetious, Cyrus, because that wasn't James Harden as we knew James Harden at the Houston Rockets, and that wasn't the e blocker that Serge Ibaka became. And you know what I mean? I mean, we we can say they had the two stars, superstars in KD and Russell, but the other guys were still on the come up. So I was being highly facetious, but 
uh, good luck to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Look, dude, they made the finals in 2012. 2012. Yes. And, and, they, and they, they played the Miami Heat. The thing about it, though, right, is that you can go to finals and lose. Yeah. Miami Heat have done that. Yeah. Um, LeBron James has done that numerous times. Yeah. Um, the thing about it, though, is that it's about that future. And what the Thunder did was that they invested. I mean, their draft picks were really good. When you think about that team that made it to the, the 2012 finals, KD was was central to that. Mm-hmm. Um, crazily, he was playing with Derek Fisher. Um, but then you had <laughs> James Harden there, and like you say, Serge Ibaka, um, and, and dare I also say, uh, Reggie Jackson. Um, but, and Russell Westbrook. So, so those three young players within that particular team showed that they could have an, a, an ability to move forward. And I think that the Oklahoma City Thunder will look at Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddy, um, you know, they always talk about Poku, Poku uh, mm. uh He's not great, but, but Lou Dort is being one of the most important players there. And then now whoever they pick up, I mean, yep. they could pick up, like I said, uh, Paolo Banquero or, or Jabari Smith Jr., add to that young core and then potentially start trading out these picks to get some really good uh, players to to back them up and then start going on runs. So I think that the future of the Oklahoma City Thunder is pretty bright. Um, it's just one of those where how bright can it be? They could make the finals again, um, but then we don't know quite what they'll be and who they'll pick. And once they've made those selections, when do they stop playing for, for, for high draft picks, right? Because at some point True. they've got to do that. Yeah, they got to stop doing that and then actually start playing, playing. Yeah, and, playing, and playing. it could be this season where they start saying, "Okay, let's see how how good we can be." And if it doesn't necessarily work out, like I said, they've got draft picks for days. They can trade a lot of those away to get some talent back, um, and you could then add to this lineup. I mean, somebody like Donovan Mitchell, for instance, right, um, could become somebody that they could they could target to play alongside the likes of of Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, and he's he's able to score. He doesn't have any scoring partners. The the Utah Jazz don't have any draft picks. We'll, so we'll, 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 we'll see, Cyrus, because I've, I've seen this OKC squad in so many iterations. That, I mean, PG-13 and Melo and CP3 have played for this franchise, but nothing really came of it. But, you know, new days are new days. Exactly. I, I'm not going to write exactly. them off. but And I'm, that's why I say it's the future. In the sense that they've got the ability to go in any direction, right? They could mm. stay a bad franchise for a long time, or they could actually invest in some really good players going forward. Mm. And, and they've got um, the ability to to pick some really good young talent over the next couple of years. So let's see what happens with them. Uh, but Kanda, we've come to the end of the podcast. But, um, it always is kind of bittersweet because this is just so it's so beautiful. It's been emotional. <laughs> it has indeed. <laughs> it has indeed. So thank you, everybody, for, for listening to the podcast. Um, make sure you interact with us on our social media handles, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. And you can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. We'd like to thank our partners, supersport.com and Betcoza, as well as the Podhouse, where we're recording this goodness. Uh, thanks, Kounder. We'll see you next time. See you in seven, my brother. Keep watching basketball. It is what we do. And thank you for taking the time to listen and for getting in touch. Stay tuned for more post-up excellence next week. We'll catch you courtside.